want to get service, selection, and price so low. The record archive is the place to go. Jen, we're we're on the air. Oh, hi. Hi. Here we are, episode 190. <laughs> How was your week? It was good. How about you? It was good. Yeah? Yeah. Good. Yep. Yep. Um I'm I'm pretty excited that you have recorded your first uh piano part. I did. For a song duet that we're gonna be doing. Yeah. It's going to be a surprise. It's a cover of something. It is. We're going to put our own spin on it. Yep. And hopefully we'll be releasing that soon. Yeah. I'm excited. Me too. I did it in one take. You did. You did great. On the fly. Yep. First time ever recording. Yeah, it was cool. I had fun. Playing an instrument. Yeah. You did very well. Thank you. Thanks for motivating me and inspiring me. So, um, we have some guests today. We do. And uh, instead of babbling, we should probably play one of their songs and then get to our conversation with them. All right. But first, I do want to say again, thank you to Brian, Lauren, and Joe for hanging out for yes. over an hour and yes. a half while you figured out some technical issues. Yeah, we had some audio issues. Yeah. Yeah, and we thank them for their patience. Yes. But anyways, today we are talking to The Last Rain yes. from Buffalo, New York. Yes. We're going to listen to the song Sands of Fate, which is a single that is coming off of the upcoming release, Endangered Pieces, Volume 1 which comes out on February 10th.
All right, let's start out, start off with a general idea of the background of the band. How did you guys form? <laughs> um, do you know? Uh, okay, I'll just uh, so it it's kind of has a, a long and drawn out history. So I'll try to sum it up. Um, I started the band in 2015, uh, in like May, June of 2015, and. Uh, essentially, since then, I've I've been the primary songwriter, uh, and but throughout the so brief early history after the first year and a half, we released the debut album Expulsion from Paradise. Um, we did a brief week and a half long tour uh, in April, May of two thousand and seventeen, and then unfortunately the band happened to fall apart. Um, I had pretty much most of our sophomore album Evolution already written, so I kind of continued the reign, so to speak, on my own, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and and put the band back together. Um, and that kind of happens in 2019 with a return show, and and then since then we've released Evolution, a few EPs, uh, and there's also yet again been a hodgepodge of different members and stuff <laughs> yeah but it's it's uh kind of how the the long and short of the history of the bands uh my initial idea for the band was to kind of bring back that like 90s era style melodic death metal uh-huh. that i feel like kind of has gotten lost a little bit. It's it's starting to rear its head again a little bit just this year, even from like In Flames, who has been writing stuff like that they used to write like 20 years ago. Yeah. Um but like my big influences are like 90s era and you know, In Flames, Horacle, Jester's Race, Colony, uh, Steel Bass Suicide, and Chain Heart Machine from Soil Work at the Gates of Slow to the Soul, obviously is iconic. Mm. Um and but especially like in flames that 90s era those horrible just race and colony clayman albums there's just there's this sound there that i've always loved and even though melodic death metal still exists very much as a genre and has for the last 25 years i feel like a lot of bands don't blend that like iron maiden-esque guitar harmony and melody stuff in it a lot of times it tends to be a little bit more on the symphonic side or it'll be a little bit more thrashy, uh, maybe a little bit more heavier, which is fine too. Uh, but I think there was definitely a kind of a drought for a long time of that style. So I kind of specifically geared my writing towards that era, um, which people in the know understand it and they get if you it. You know, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's always really redeeming when we've played shows out of town there's at least one or two people that come up to me even if there's only 10 people there and that'd be like man i haven't heard that sound in 20 years and it's just like it just swells you know my chest inside yeah. a little bit because it, like it somebody who gets it hears it knows what i'm trying to do with it which is it's really redeeming and there's people who maybe aren't like the most well-versed in metal or like the biggest metal fans i think they connect with melodic death yeah mm. i agree um, with that like, 
And I really like that about it. Like, um, <clears throat> my mom, who raised me listening to, like, 80s, like, like Iron Maiden. Like, yeah. She raised me listening to that kind of stuff. And, like, but it was always more, like, on the on the rock side of things other than on the metal side of things. If I ever got too far into metal, mom, if you're listening to this, I love you. This is just me like being funny. <laughs> she would be like, that sounds like the devil to me. I don't like it. <laughs> 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 and so like the metal side of things was always kind of like forbidden almost. Yeah. Like, it was, like dark thing. You, I like it was, they, they were, my mom and dad were very skeptical of, and she came to one of our shows. Our show uh, was it in January? Our show in January, Winter Rains. February, February. February. Yeah, February. Winter Rains last year. Winter Rains, and like she was just like banging her head and having a phenomenal time. <laughs> oh, that's like, awesome! I love that. So it's like, and don't get me wrong, she didn't walk into the show being like, "What I'm about to see is going to be so satanic," because she has evolved a lot since then. <laughs> but. It's nice, like, she was. she's not familiar with the genre, but she came in, like, and really liked it. So there's, yeah. like, a certain kind of person who I feel like melodic death is, like, an accessible genre, but that also doesn't mean it's skimping on any kind of technical skill, brutality, um, any of the things that you want from metal, which I, I, I'm hijacking the conversation. No, no, that's fine. why I like melodic death metal. I was just going to um, add to it. She used the word accessible and used it a lot because oddly enough, I don't understand why melodic death metal isn't more widely appreciated because it is a very like acceptable genre because it has a lot of melody and things like that, you know, outside of the harsh vocals. But there are there are genres that have harsh vocals that are much bigger that don't have that kind of right accessible. Like screamo. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it, and then we're, you know, we're, uh, you know, I know that I'm not doing myself any favors with essentially doing a niche of a niche genre because technically 90s era <laughs> melodic death metal is a niche yeah, subgenre melodic. of melodic death. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so sorry for that long winded answer. No, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> where did, so, uh, anything where did to add? Oh, yeah, well, when I joined the band, I rarely, if at all, even heard uh, a melodic death metal song. And uh, I was I was actually, like, in retirement, and I was eager to play and started learning the stuff and just fell in love with the genre. Just really enjoyed playing it. I, I mainly listened to a lot of metalcore mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Um, before joining, but definitely uh, really nice to have the genre under my belt as well. For sure. Nice. Where did the uh, band name come from? <laughs> um, so, you know, I've had the band name since the inception. I didn't have it prior to getting, like, the first group of guys together. Like, it kind of was developed in the room but the concept stemmed from my idea where the last ring kind of actually has a couple meanings to me anyways like as i mentioned bringing back that old style of melodic death metal mm -hmm. with you know the last reign of an old bastion of music uh but also for me personally, 
that it'll probably be the last time I put 100% into a music project. So it's literally like my last rain. I'll probably never not stop. I'll probably never. Oh my God, I don't think I knew that part. Yeah. So I never, it's not like I'll ever stop being a musician, but there will probably come to a time or maybe the last rain will never end. It'll just keep going. <laughs> but, <laughs> I mean, I've, I've really dug my, my feet in at this point. <laughs> um, but that's, so that's kind of the idea. And that's where the name came from trying to like, you know, rein in that old sound. And then obviously my, just my own self-reflection as being like the last thing that I would really, cause I mean, it takes a lot. It's a lot of energy. It's a lot of time. Yep money to make something like an original music let alone metal anything worth doing and uh it it can be overwhelming yeah <laughs> I mean, for it, sure it shows though like this man has put in so much work i can't even <laughs> like a working person <laughs> how do you feel about the devastation demo uh, compared to how the band's evolved to, to the current state. <laughs> um, when uh, did you guys listen to all three of those songs? Yeah, like all the way through. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, uh, I will say that I think, in general. Honestly, I still love those songs. Um, obviously, we re-recorded Final Decree and We Will Walk Through Fire for the Expulsion from Paradise album. Uh, Sands of Fate is actually uh, basically recycled riffs from the song Courage of Statues, which was the third song on Devastation. Mm -hmm. uh, and I gotta be honest, even like we recorded those three songs in my friend's basement, who, who has a decent setup, but like I wasn't expecting anything great but it definitely sounded uh way better than i ever expected it to mm -hmm. and this is no slight on him as an engineer or anything like that we just went in we we wrote like i wrote the first five or six songs within like a month or two and we were already in the studio recording those three songs so everything was happening so quickly um which is kind of what i needed it, it was that's that was my thing and that's kind of been the way this band has at least how i operate anyways mm -hmm. um i'd say that songwriting uh has definitely come a long way um i am a little bit more objective with what i think should be in a song and what sucks yeah <laughs> yeah Evolution was just a huge uh, accomplishment for me because it was not just writing a handful of songs that you threw on an album. I was specifically writing songs that went into and out of each other to act as an entire concept album that uh, flows together as, as one. Essentially, you could listen to it as one piece of music if you really wanted to. Yeah. So I definitely think it's come a long way, but I honestly, honestly still think, and we talk about this when we rehearse those old songs, I still think those song, old songs are still just as strong too, though. Just in a different way. I think that they're 
I think the older stuff is maybe a little bit more aggressive, which is actually something that I kind of want to go back to a little bit with the new new material. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that there's uh, there's obvious improvements, and obviously we you know went different routes with production and all that stuff, and and the, definitely the one thing that I learned over the years just from being a musician even prior to the last rain starting is you should never cheapen yourself by trying to find inexpensive recording Mm -hmm. because you spend so many hours working on these songs to find somebody that will do an album for you for a few hundred bucks. And it just sounds like shit. It's just kind of like you're, you're cheapening yourself by doing that so yeah it's not cheap and we'll never end up recouping any of those expenses but i'd rather have a finished product that actually is worth the music and then at least it's out there as this very nice polished uh piece of work yeah exactly makes sense i like the question that was that was cool i haven't i don't I rarely ever talk about the Devastation demo, and I, the reason why I asked if you listened to it all the way, because <laughs> it was the only time that I'd ever considered clean vocals. <laughs> and there's, there's that little snippet when we were recording We Will Walk Through Fire, where I was, we were in the studio and I had the idea, and I, I just laid it down randomly that day. Yeah. And then when we decided to re-record it for re-record the song for expulsion i'm like no we're not fucking doing that again <laughs> <laughs> and don't get me wrong i like singing i do singer songwriter music too and stuff like that but it just didn't fit it was forced and that's something i do like clean singing i do like a lot of power metal bands and one of my favorite genres is like 80s hair metal like skid row is one of my favorite bands and white snakes awesome and things like that but with it comes to metal too many bands use it as a crux where they're like, we need clean singing here. And right, like the clean chorus. Or yeah. is it a crutch? A crutch. Cr- crutch, yeah, yeah. Cr- as a crutch, you know, where like, we're going to do a sing songy chorus and they always just sound the same stupid melody, mm-hmm. watered down. Don't get me wrong. I and it's just metal core, metal core chorus. It's just oh, yeah. like, I know what you mean. I think there's a good time and place for clean vocals. And not to say that we won't ever do clean vocals, but it's, going to be very rare and even if it is it would be kind of similar to i don't know if you guys are familiar with night rage's first album sweet vengeance Mm -hmm. Uh, but there's a couple spots on that album that have uh, clean vocals on it and that's it's like perfectly placed it's i think there's only like three or four songs that have it on but it's not even like a chorus of those three or four songs it's just like the ending part or like an intro or like an interlude track things like that Mm -hmm. it's not parts that you would expect yeah it's like sprinkled in very well placed and timed mm-hmm. and well thought out not just like we need this here yeah yeah um when you said that uh earlier opeth came to mind how they used to kind of mix the two i o- think what band opeth oh yeah early opeth yeah before they completely got rid of all the harsh vocals yes yes <laughs> <laughs> I, um, Such a shame. Yeah, and and you know that's actually a really good example because one of my favorite albums of all time is uh, Still Life. Yeah, it's a great and album, and it's just a perfect album from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. And uh, they they all, always did such a strong thing. Those first five albums through Blackwater Park are just incredible, beginning to end. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, and 
it's I I can appreciate a band that wants to evolve and change their sounds. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I don't I don't I don't not really a big fan of what Akrafelt is doing. Yeah. <laughs> Currently with Opeth. Yeah. I would have preferred like him doing that like under a different moniker. Yeah. Or like the Ackerfeld solo project and then if he wants to do harsh vocals again, come back to Opeth kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But but yes, that's that no there that's a really good example of um very well thought out, placed clean vocals and harsh vocals. And the guy does amazing both sides of it. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. Good lord. Um Another band in the metalcore genre, Unearth, rarely brings in clean vocals, but when they do, it's also pretty well thought out mm-hmm. and uh, and kind of right in the pocket. It's not just like we're a metalcore band; it's what we're supposed to do. Right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, how did you come up with the the cover songs for the "Just Too Darn Loud" release? <laughs> um. So the '80s. EP was an idea that I've had pretty much ever since I started The Last Rain, because I was like, I'm as I mentioned, I'm a big 80s fan, but not just 80s metal, I'm an 80s pop fan, a new wave, synth, all that stuff, mm-hmm. and uh, just 80s, everything 80s. Us too. Uh, yeah, uh, totally. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, so I, uh, I've always thought it would be cool to do uh, covers of some of my favorite 80s songs. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a couple of different reasons or ways we picked those songs um, for one, sorry, <laughs> kind of blanked for a second. Um, initially, at the forefront, I feel like doing a metal cover of anything that isn't metal, mm-hmm. you need to make it your own and almost rewrite the song. Yeah. Where it, what I really don't like is when you pop on YouTube and you look for metal cover of this song all they do is add harsh not even harsh vocals they'll just do like heavy guitars throw a breakdown yeah (laughs) throw a breakdown but it still ended up being like clean song there's Mm. really they didn't really change much about it you know yeah and and i just that that always kind of like bothered me so all of the The toxic by britney spears one of the one of the covers yeah yeah that's of that song i like the top whatever the top viewed one is sure is, is very much like that. Yeah, and Don't it's get just... me wrong. I'll still listen to it. And it's, still <laughs> it's not the most um, inventive cover. Yeah, I mean, there's just think... uh, there's no creativity there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that aside, uh, two of the songs specifically were chosen because we did a Kickstarter when we released the Evolution album, which helped fund, you know, the merch, the vinyl, the CDs, just the product. You know, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and all that. Um, one of the the higher tiers that we did was if you paid this amount, you would get pretty much everything that came with that we made for the album, uh, and you got to pick one of the '80s covers that we did on that EP. Uh, and two of which were the Wham song "Careless Whisper," which the I always so George Michael wrote the song. But everybody always forgets that it was actually on a Wham album. Mm-hmm. So everybody just thinks it's a George Michael song. Yeah. It's actually a Wham song. I definitely did not know that. Uh, <laughs> anyway, that's, you know. <laughs> uh, and the other one, so that was track three. The other track is track four, which uh, was 
Birds Fly by the Icicle Works. And even as big of an 80s fan as I am, I didn't even know that song. Um, so that was kind of really neat to not only make a metal rendition of an 80s song that somebody else got to pick, but also an 80s song that I wasn't familiar with at all. And I had no idea what I was going to do with it until I did it. Um, and basically, I ended up picking the other three songs. Oh, cool. Um, they they ended up... I mean, we it was a discussion like with uh, Joe and myself and, and Vince and Adam who were on that recording uh, about what songs... Like, my top one was always Separate Ways. That was always one of my favorite Journey songs. And so that was going to happen no matter what. Vince didn't really care because he's not a big 80s fan. Uh, <laughs> Joe was still kind of like early in the band. My and, song didn't make the cut. Which one did you want to do? Rome. By, oh, uh, Rome by... Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, and, you know, Never is... It's, it's a pretty... It's a deep cut, but if you know Footloose, you've heard the song. Yeah. But that's that's one of my favorite songs. And then we all kind of agreed on Power of Love. Yeah, it's a cool song. Yeah, yeah it is a cool song. There was a few that didn't, other ones too, that didn't make the cut. But yeah, we had like... Many, maybe we had volume two. <laughs> I think we had like 10 yeah. or something like that. Other than the two that we had to do from the Kickstarter, there were definitely a few that, that, that ended up on the cutting room floor. We didn't work on the song, so it's not like they're sitting on a shelf ready to be released. It was before we even like figured out the, our versions of them. Mm. Uh, but there's, I always have ideas of doing other uh, cover. We were just joking the other day when we were hanging out about maybe doing like a, another cover EP, but it being all uh, like nineties R and B songs, mm. like, uh, like, Motown Philly by Boys to Men or, or No Diggity by Blackstreet. <laughs> like just totally balls to the wall with those. And I think it'd be hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> it'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And again, I mean, I like, I legit like that era of music as well. And nineties R and B hip hop, all that stuff was really good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. We'll just do an eighties EP and nineties EP and early two thousands. EP. There you go. Um, <laughs> we should go back. We should go backwards and do like nineties and seventies. Eighteen hundreds, eighteen hundreds. It'd just be all folk music. <laughs> I'm gonna turn this mandolin song. Yeah. Into something. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's the overall goal for the goal for the band? Wow. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, what my overall goal in general, or I think as a whole, and. Uh, is to just keep moving forward and, and doing as much as we can, as much as possible. Uh, you know, obviously with limitations that come along with life and all that stuff. But, you know, we have these three songs that we're releasing on the Sands of Fate EP. Uh, we have the full length of Endangered Pieces coming out, which is uh, like the previous three EPs um, being released in a physical copy. We're going to do some out-of-town shows in 2023. I really want to do more out-of-town shows. Being down a drummer puts a little bit of a damper on that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we have we have some interest um, that might change soon, so we'll see. Awesome. Um, but just in general, uh, just keep moving forward, keep writing, uh like we have probably the workings of about five new songs uh right now very early like they're they're 
loosely structured and, you know, we've just been messing around with a little bit here and there, but, um, we're trying to get the chain, the chain heart machine vibes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> New stuff. I'm trying to go for like a, like a chain heart machine meets Oracle kind of, kind of vibe. We're bringing back a little bit of the thrashiness from expulsion, but then, you know, include the, the, a lot more of the dual harmony melodies from evolution and Oracle and things like that. Cool. Um, but I don't know, did I sum that up basically what we're trying to do I right think now? So. I mean we're <laughs> just trying to make like brutal, interesting melodic death metal that is fresh but still keeps the sound that we appreciate and love. Yep. Mm -hmm. But that also is not so married to that sound that it's not uh, new or interesting or exciting or creative. Yeah. Like it's 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 the balance between like uh, I'm inspired deeply by this thing, but I don't want to replicate this thing. I want to let it be a springboard for what what I want to do. And I think that we are just basically saying, okay, we want we want nineties death metal to be the springboard. Melodic death metal. Nineties melodic death metal. <laughs> the springboard that we are jumping off of, essentially, yeah. and to um, sp spread the we uh, spread the genre around. You know, like. Like a um, melodic death metal evangelicals. Yeah. <laughs> 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 we knocking on doors, but yeah. instead of wearing like white shirts and ties, we're wearing like, you know, band tees. And we're like, have you guys heard about melodic death metal? I mean, we did go carefully <laughs> in that in? video. Oh my God, yes. Yes, exactly. Did you guys ever see the uh, Terminal Threshold video we did last year? I don't think I did. No. So we did uh, the song Terminal Threshold on Evolution we had this idea it was like a holiday themed music video so like the portion that we're playing is we're like in santa hats with like links strung up in our practice room and everything but then the other part is we got a bunch of friends of ours to let us uh show up on the front lawn with rock band equipment <laughs> and then we would film them like opening their door and then film us playing in their front yard <laughs> with nice. all the rock band equipment uh, you know with along with the song yeah. Uh, so it's it's a fun one. We'll be posting it again soon, but you can find we have about five or six music videos on YouTube right now. Um, and another one uh, in the works at some point soon. Yeah, we're we're gonna be making a music video for Sands of Fate. Oh, cool! It's probably gonna come out in the spring. Nice. Do you like um, making videos? I really do like making videos. Uh, I. It's, it's it's it can be a little bit time consuming, but mm -hmm. I do think they're very important. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, for musically, I think it helps people listen to a whole song, especially if you're doing something entertaining. Like pretty much, other than the Fallen Dark No Horizon video, all of the other videos we've released are all kind of goofy. Mm -hmm. uh, like we did, a, yeah, we did a video for Devoid where. We had us perform. It was like a quarantine video where we had us all performing the parts in our respective offices. But then we filmed the other half in Vince's jacuzzi <laughs> <laughs> with like like blow up instruments. Um, uh, I did like a, a playthrough video for Ironclad Torment, which I wouldn't necessarily say was intentionally goofy, but it was just like studio outtakes and clips that I put together mm -hmm. uh, that 
basically ended up coming out funny. Um, you know, it's just something to, to have that's that's entertaining. Am I missing one? Sure oh, we did the <laughs> the video game one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. The uh, the it's dangerous to go alone um, song, the video game medley that we did. We uh, so we all, all picked a song or a video game theme that we all wanted to use in the in the song, and we all kind of put the song together, wrote the song, but then we all dressed up as characters from each game game and uh and then filmed a music video for that too <laughs> so like i'm mega man joe is link uh vince was duke nukem and and adam was uh, the doom guy <laughs> and all of that's on a shirt by the way you can go buy that oh, yeah. on our website we had yeah the, the cover of uh of the it's dangerous to go alone ep was done by wayne kubiak Shit, I hope I got his name in right. In my opinion, uh, he made you look like Dave Grohl. Yeah. <laughs> he did this kind of like this 8-bit cover for us. Uh-huh. And we ended up printing those on shirts. Oh, that's cool. Uh, yeah. Really so, but, uh... Yeah, so I, yeah, I do really like making videos, music videos. We are probably going to get a little bit of help on this next one uh, with the filming and, and maybe even editing, but we'll see. It's a little more involved mm. than the yeah. plans we have. Mm. Uh, I feel like you're you're really good at the editing part, Brian, and like setting up the shots. But like, you need a lot of uh, costumes and yeah. uh, shit like that. This one's gonna have a little bit more production value. Yeah, probably a little bit closer to our Fallen Dark No Horizon video. Um, but I do think it's it's good to have videos out. Any kind of like, you know, we're we're living in a, a visual medium right now, and yeah. And if anything, you know, because they always, especially with the way the music industry is right now, everybody's just released singles. And I have such an old school mentality where I want to release full length albums, yep. which is part of the reason why we did these EPs sparsed in between. So we still had music coming out um, where we're not just waiting five years to release another full length. Mm -hmm. But at the same time you know we can always go back to expulsion and make a music video for expulsion an expulsion song and then you know that'll get released and then it'll be something that probably a lot of people had never heard before yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, you can like sort of be like hey this is stuff i made that maybe you didn't listen to right because you recently started listening to us yeah so check this out
We just listened to The Last Rain's Ironclad Torment and Plight of the Lone Wolf. So going back to your uh, caroling idea, <laughs> do you do you guys like touring? I yes. fucking love it. Love it. Um, it's so fun. It, it really is. And I realize that not everybody is built for it. Mm-hmm. Um. And do you have a time limit with it? Like, is there, is there a too long of a tour? Well, I mean, I, the most experience, <laughs> excuse me, most experience I have is that the week and a half tour that we did. Mm-hmm. So we did nine date, nine dates in 10 days in 2017. 
and then other than that, it's just been like three or four day stints. Mm-hmm. So as far as actual experience, I can't comment on. Mm-hmm. Personally, I would leave for two months. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> would. Absolutely. It's mainly nice. a, a work restriction. Most yeah, of the time. yeah. Exactly. I'd love, I'd love like if, if money work. were not an object, if we didn't yeah. have to like do our jobs, then <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, it's, you know, so I'm a, my, my profession is a graphic designer and I do mostly freelance, so I can essentially do that wherever. So mm-hmm. I could still make money on the road. Mm-hmm. That's Ooh, which is which, which is nice yeah. um but you know it's it's tough getting uh, a room full of people that that want to do that you know it, yeah. it's i understand because you know i'm 40 now and i you know as a uh, outside of getting like 19 year olds it's it's gonna be <laughs> difficult finding people even remotely close to my age that even want to go out for two nights yeah. <laughs> yeah you know let alone a week a week and a half two weeks or whatever yeah you know because they they they're that's not their idea of a vacation yeah you know and you only get so much vacation time with a job which mm. i understand i totally understand that and i get it um everybody is built differently and because it's 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 a thing where you kind of have to be able to roll with the punches you're going to be throwing curveballs constantly it's always mm-hmm. an adventure and and it's and some people don't don't handle that very well too unpredictable and yeah for for some folks yeah that's understandable yeah no it totally is <laughs> and i i totally get it and uh i've just always personally it's just i mean i just love traveling in general mm-hmm. outside of music but then what does it for me is like going to shows, new shows, meeting new bands. Like there, it's always a good time. You know, you end up at least becoming friends with one or two new bands that you didn't know before that yeah. were probably really good. On our last tour, we made, I feel like we met so many cool people. Yeah. We did a three day run in July of last year. We did Pittsburgh, Akron, Ohio, and then Buffalo. Nice. And, nice. Uh, we did the three dates with Amavazia, which is this really awesome band out of Erie. If you guys haven't uh, come across them they're yet, so good. Um, and uh, their one guitar player actually just released his first solo full length as well mm. under Zakre. Uh, and it's if you're, I don't know if you're familiar with Aaron Marshall or Intervals, no. Uh, but it's uh, kind of similar to that. It's instrumental prog jazzy type music. It's it's excellent but yeah both Amavazi and Zakray are definitely two you guys gotta check out will do Brave Brave Arrows we we did a show with them in Akron Brave Arrows Brave Arrows I was just specifically talking when we did the three dates with oh no no that's yeah yeah they were on they were on tour with us and that was like awesome but I I was thinking about Brave Arrows Arrows because of number one they have an EP that I love so much but I'm blanking on the name of it right now so I'm I'm sorry about that but yeah I can't think of an EP that's very good and they were just like the most generous people. Yeah. They, first of all, the, the vocalist and like the lead, I think he was also the lead guitarist. No, yeah. it's not the vocalist because they don't really have No, it's instrumental. Vocals. Yeah, there was so- He was just kind of like the lead guy, I yeah. guess. B- bought us drinks, which was nice, but he also <laughs> like g- gave us one of one of their fucking vinyls. Just he like, did, he did, he, he gave like, me a vinyl. Right to oh, us. Nice. Like, like 40 bucks, like, you know, you don't need to do this. <laughs> but they were just like so, so generous to us and so kind and sweet. And they, 
what is it called? Everyone knows what we bring. Everyone knows what we bring. Yeah. That's the Brave Arrows vinyl that he gave me. Yeah. He gave you the CD though, right? He gave me the CD. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he gave. I thought he gave you a vinyl. He did give me. He vinyl. did give yeah. you one. Okay. I just didn't think he gave you one because I know you don't collect vinyl. Yeah. No, because I, I don't have a, a record player. But yeah, and just and other people we played with too. Yeah. We played with the Queen. The Queen Guillotine, right in Buffalo, and yeah, um, Those guys are really cool. Averst. So Averst, Averst, Averst is uh, the the drummer of Averst is currently touring with a Legion in Europe right now. Like, oh wow! Yeah, he um, but he, he's had his own band Averst for uh, many years now, and they were doing a tour where uh, they they played the show, our Buffalo show as well. They got in touch with me and we're, they were looking for a Buffalo gig and we let them hop on the show. Awesome. Yeah, super cool dudes. Uh, then- That's my heart. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's honestly just about like networking and meeting new people and, and for the most part, despite all the little hiccups and things like that, it's, it's always a good time, you know, with everybody you meet and everything we do and, and seeing new places and new bars and new restaurants. And, and like I said, you, you end up kind of really building a big networking ring, which is super helpful when you want to go back out on the road. Um, and, uh, but yeah, it's, 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 it's awesome. And I, I hope love getting there, like when you, at least on our tour, I've only been on a tour once, but like you get to whatever city you're in and if you're not too tired, it's cool to like, check things out sightsee a little bit yeah mm -hmm. like I, I i'm like you brian i just love being in new places yeah i don't really care what i'm doing so, so being being able to be in a new place and be able to like go play a fucking show like sure. oh my god it's yeah, yeah it's cool amazing. we're uh i'm really hoping that we can get a few weekends in at the very least a few weekends in this year or well in 2023 um there's at least one thing tentatively in the works that probably will actually put us in Rochester, but oh, I don't have cool. any. Nice. So I'll let you. I'll let you guys know. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Not that. Not that it's difficult to to get to Rochester. We could probably do a one-off in Rochester. You know, I know a bunch of bunch of those guys. I know the guys in like Tyranitar and and uh, I know most of the pretty much all of the Shadowborn guys. I've known them for years. Um. And you know Oz that does bug jar shows and mm -hmm. uh, you know that movie Must Love Dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking about like cause we're looking for a drummer, right? And it's like the the requirement on that ad is like must love touring. Oh yeah, <laughs> that should be the headline. Love going on the road. Headline. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I never even saw the movie Must Love Dogs. I don't it's a John Cusack know, movie. I know that movie. Oh, is it John Cusack? John Cusack. Oh, yeah. really? Okay. Yeah. That's what we'll watch in our next movie night. Anyway, so touring <laughs> is fun. It's a good time. <laughs> so you touched on your upcoming release, Endangered Pieces Volume 1. Mm -hmm. That is scheduled to be released in February? Yeah, February 10th. Awesome. How can people get it? Uh, they can pre-order right now on our Bandcamp page, which is just thelastrain.bandcamp.com. And it'll be a four-panel wallets where we're uh like a eco wallet thing uh where we're just going to be printing 100 copies uh in the very unlikely event that we sell out we might order more <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it is the only way to get 
the the previous three EPs uh, on a physical medium or physical media. Yeah. Um, which would be the It's Dangerous to Go Alone EP, which was the video game medley and some chiptune versions of old songs, the Just Too Darn Loud 80s cover EP, and then these new songs from the Sands of Fate EP, which is the new original, Good For You cover, and Ravenous by Arch Enemy. Um, so it'll be the only way to get those on a physical media. Medium, media. I can't talk right now, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Are you guys on a label? No. No. Uh, we've never been distributed or supported by anybody. Um, we are <laughs> looking. Well, yeah, we're 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 constantly on the lookout, and and we've been we've submitted, uh, you know, to not much luck. Um, I, it's not like we don't have the material to show for you know being a dedicated band, but I I do think that playing a niche of a niche genre does not help us either. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and I don't, I don't want to necessarily say that that's the culprit, but I, it, I think that it could potentially play into it. I think it could be part of it because when you look at most, like I, I come across, like I've been looking at like labels we could potentially send our stuff to mm-hmm. it. Things are a lot more in like the, I've, what I've seen is a lot more, more like deathcore. Right. Well, yeah, deathcore is big. Metalcore is um, big. Metalcore. You know? Yeah. So it's like. I mean, even though there's genres like, like black and death is, metal yeah, is bigger right. than like 90s melodic death metal. Right. And you, and you don't want to be like, I'm going to submit to black and death metal as a melodic death metal because no. they'll be like, what the fuck are you pussies doing? Right. But yeah. So. We're we're definitely planning on submitting to a bunch more this year. We're also going to submit to a bunch of metal fests that hopefully we can get on. Mm. And uh, so we'll see. Obviously, having some label support would be helpful. <laughs> yeah. With that, that we're like we're putting out new stuff. Yeah. And we have stuff that represents us now. Right. Uh, in our current iteration. Yeah. Sure. Uh, and just like access to. A- bigger crowd you know yeah yeah i know that sorry go ahead no go ahead no it was just something simple i mean i know that sometimes when tours come around you can technically buy on to them i don't even know if do the do tours still do that i think uh yeah who did that recently i don't remember who it was we talked to somebody else about that yeah and it's something that i would consider if it was the right tour yeah Uh, like i don't know if you guys are familiar with with the do you know the halo effect yeah vaguely so it's brand new band but it's basically i mean really it's essentially the very first lineup of in flames well not even that it was basically the old in flames members with michael stein from dark tranquility Mm -hmm. but you know he was also in in flames way back in the early days Mm -hmm. um so it's it's kind of them recreating essentially kind of they stole my idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but like, if, like a like a Swedish last name. Yeah, <laughs> they, uh, but no, they. Um, but if they toured the U.S., like I would, I would maybe look into buying on that tour or something like that. Just something to kind of get in front of people that would appreciate it. And and uh, not to say that I mean we we opened for Unleash the Archers in December of last year, mm-hmm. and that is not 
I mean, obviously, there's a lot of crossover musically, but that's a very straight, clean-sung band. Yeah. And I really loved we, you guys, they, right? Luckily, there was a lot of people there that were early. We were the only local support. It was a Rochester show. Um, we were the only local, well, rel- technically local band. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of people there. It was a packed house. Even by the time we went on, they, the crowd loved us. Um, so, But I also do think that our stage presence definitely plays a part in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, we're very active and we engage the crowd a lot. And I think it helps. I think it helps kind of get the attention and then they turn around and be like, oh, it's actually pretty good music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The music is secondary to <laughs> right. like, the experience of like, just like seeing us all up. Well, up because, there. you know, seeing Brian run around in the crowd with yeah. his guitar. And, People yeah. tend to turn off when it comes to local shows. Even all local bands people go out to a show to see their friends bands they're yeah yep. they're, they're not even hearing the fact that there are other bands playing like right. they're not there for the show they're there for their friend and that's it yep and so you got to kind of do something recognize that, that like it's, yeah it's just what reality so you got to kind of get something so like i've had friends i have plenty of friends that aren't in into metal or into harsh vocals and then when i finally essentially drag them to one of my shows they, every single time they come up to be like, you know what? You're actually pretty good. <laughs> oh, actually pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Sound like you were expecting it to suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They do. Yeah, no, right. but they're, 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 they're expecting it out of a good time, and they did. So, hey. Yeah. And a lot of them always say they're going to end up coming back, and which is cool, because these aren't people that this genre would really be their thing, and that's always a good feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. Do you guys have any uh, upcoming shows that you can tell us about? Uh, the only one we have on the books right now is February 11th at Mohawk Place. It'll mm-hmm. be uh, our Winter Rains 3, or third annual Winter Rains, rather. Mm-hmm. Um, the It's kind of like this thing that I've been trying to build up as more of kind of like you know how every time my dad did their Christmas party in December every year, mm-hmm. I'm trying to do something with us every January or February, Feb- February of uh, every year mm-hmm. and uh, calling it winter rain. I'm just really stumbling over my words tonight. <laughs> um, and uh, so that's kind of, I mean, the winter rains name, obviously it was kind of a silly, but it just kind of stuck. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's good. So we're, uh, yeah, so we're playing that. We're actually going to be performing the album Evolution in its entirety. Uh, Vince, who played on the album, is going to be behind the kit with us for the show. Uh, We're bringing up The World Without Us from Philly Mm -hmm. that we played with last April. Uh, Then also uh, local Pal Hell, or Buffalo local Pal Hell is playing. And then we're also um, having Dreadnecks play as well. They're going to be opening the gig. And if uh, if you guys never had the chance to experience Dreadnecks, you're you're in for a treat if you guys can make it out to the show. <laughs> yeah, we haven't seen them live. No, no. They're yeah, they're their their albums don't do them justice whatsoever. They are a trip to Those see. Are the best band. Yeah, uh, I agree totally. And, um, yeah, so you see them live. And uh, so yeah, that's that's the next one we have in the books. Uh, February 11th at Mohawk Place. Um, doors at seven. Show at eight. Uh, and yeah, it should be 
should be a pretty good time. Um, we're, as I mentioned, we're talking about maybe doing a run in the spring in May, April, May. We're not really sure what dates those are going to be yet. And, you know, we're tentatively looking at other dates and kind of seeing how the rest of the year pans out. Awesome. Well, we're going to try and make it out to that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, weather awesome. depending. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I, no, I, I completely understand. Obviously, you know, doing a winter show isn't always the best idea, but we uh, will we'll hopefully be all right. <laughs> yeah. It's downtown and not in the middle of like bumblefuck. Nowhere. Yeah, that's right. true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's usually not too bad unless it's literally snowing that Six day. Feet. <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh yeah it's 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 not too bad but yeah it'd be great if you guys could come that'd be awesome yeah, yeah we're gonna try yeah yeah for sure so i think i have i have two more questions for you and jen has one more question okay um my first question is we <laughs> he's like building this up <laughs> um we really enjoy like diverse shows uh, what what would you say is like the the oddest pairing that you've played with, as far as a band, another band? Oh uh, wow! Like, have you played with a bluegrass band or a ragtime act or something like that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, I, I we had acoustic, we had an acoustic uh, set before uh, before we went on at a. Uh, that outside oh yeah we <laughs> we played um my friend had a party uh, like an outdoor thing a couple years ago mm. and we played his he lives in like east aurora has a big lot of land and and so we played outdoors for that and um my friend came and did a acoustic percussion songs he does like these acoustic per percussion renditions of uh known songs mm. uh, cool. like one of my favorites that he does, he does uh, Stevie Wonder Superstition. It's he's a killer, wow. killer guitar player. His name's uh, Mark Grover. He lives in Perry, New York. Mm -hmm. uh, and then um, I did a few songs <laughs> uh, as it, just my my like singer songwriter stuff. Um, but as far as like other bands, I wish I could remember the name. But when we did the tour in 2017, we played with a band in detroit that i'm really just completely blanking on it but it was just weird <laughs> no i'm really just completely blanking i mean we've definitely oh i know uh, i don't think you did this one so when we did a um we did another few day run when we played pittsburgh and I think this was 1919, 1919, uh, 2019. <laughs> <laughs> and we time traveled. Duh. <laughs> and uh, oh, yeah. we definitely played with this one man kind of industrial, but not, but like really weird kind of screaming thing. It was almost like noise music uh-huh which i understand noise i don't listen to noise but it was definitely bizarre <laughs> it sounds um, it <laughs> i would say with the last rain for the most part it's usually general 
generally metal metal centric bands. Mm. I mean, we've played with like like bands that all clean sing. Like we played shows with the band Pollock that's been around for a long time, and mm-hmm. you know that's all clean sung. But it's more like you know alternative hard rock and things like that. I would say that I've I've had more weird pairings like 15, 20 years ago with like old bands where they would literally just throw four completely different genre bands on a show. Yeah. And those were always do people do that because they're just like we just like need people to like fill these spots, so whatever or I think that they think that each band will bring their own fans and then they'll mm. just stick around for the other bands. Oh. But that won't happen. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just like I said before, they're not coming for the show. They're coming for their friend. Right. Yes. And especially if you have, like you said, if you have like a metal band and a bluegrass band, like they're not a metal fan isn't going to stay for the bluegrass band, and the bluegrass band isn't going to stay for the other band. Yeah, probably. I always kind of had this. No, I would stay for the bluegrass band. Well, but the thing is, we're <laughs> we're in the minority in that though. Yeah. Like we well, are. Also, because like I am a musician, it's different than if you're like a fan of the music and not a musician. Right. But I am a person that would go out to. Even if I'm not playing the show, I will go to a whole show. Right, because you are. Because you're a musician and you recognize. Well, but I'll be honest. Not a lot of, not all musicians are like that. No, no, no. <laughs> they are. They absolutely are not. They're not like. Well, I like it when people stay for my set, so I'm gonna stay for other people's sets. It's just common courtesy. But it is common courtesy, and I think it's a good thing to do. Yeah, because it's like it's what you want to see. You never know what you might like. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And I feel like that's kind of like a metal thing like i i recently joined a punk rock band as well and we actually had a bluegrass act on See, that's cool. and mm-hmm. almost ev- like pretty much everybody stayed the whole night watched yeah, everything cool. punk bands bluegrass joe's playing in the uh living brain dead mm-hmm. yeah living no? brain dead yeah was right. that art music is music art? is art okay that was that was a show yeah. that was that, that but the most recent one with the bluegrass was the oh that was at the Tudor Lounge. Yeah, that's okay. right. It was my guitar player's uh, birthday show. It was nice. Uh, okay. Was a weekends, I was yeah. going to say it would make sense if people are going for like a general music. Music is art, so I'm prepared to listen to a lot of different kinds of music. Right. Yeah, that's like a But local if it's like at a kind of like Tudor Lounge, like you're going there and hanging out and drinking a beer and listening to music, yeah. like it's, you're oh, going to hear a much different. The, yeah. yeah. They're drinking the beers. Like that's, that's cool that people. All the different kinds of bands play Tudor all the time. Oh yeah, it's great. That was, that was actually my first time there, and it was it was really cool. Yeah, the first time I was there, I saw a Motorhead cover band. Right, Don't you know the now. guy who's in? Maybe the band. I feel like someone I know mentioned that, and then a few weeks later, I saw the the Lemmy guy. The, oh, at Target. Yes. So I was like, are yes. you in a Motorhead cover band? And yes. Like, yes, I am. I do know that guy. <laughs> yeah. Or something. He literally, he really does look I like Lemmy. Like fangirling over this guy. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, that, that was, and that's that was my first experience at Tudor. Yeah, I wouldn't so. say like it happens here and there, but nothing, I, nothing ever. I think honestly, it wouldn't even be. Was the question about a show that we played or just a show that I've seen? That you've played with. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. I'd say that we played a uh, a pig roast that was that was pretty eclectic. Primarily <laughs> hardcore bands. Uh-huh. Yeah. We came on really late and played some melodic death metal. <laughs> <laughs> as much as it's still like in the heavy genre, it's mm. they're not the same. We were a lot. <laughs> yeah. Every- 
that was fun though. Yeah. That was a wild night. It was. Talk about curveballs, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that uh, was the night that um so the previous the previous vocalist, Adam. Yeah. Um of the previous vocalist of The Last Rain was there and he ended up like doing the set with because I, I couldn't be there. I was at a friend's wedding out of town. Yeah, yeah. you got a few so, uh, yeah. uh, it's like, yeah, you know. <laughs> and it saved Brian from having to do the vocals all night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because the Archer show we played as a as a three piece and Brian did the majority of the vocals on that. And so I there there were a few times in December and then the shows we did in New York City and Philly in April that I actually ended up having to do lead vocals while doing, a, you know, lead and, and rhythm guitar as well. Yeah, that was when I had COVID and couldn't go on. Yeah, she, the Lauren was, was supposed to go with us. Horrible timing. Oh, man. The, uh, oh like that the sucks. Yeah. yeah. I really do like doing the vocals and stuff like that, don't get me wrong, but, like, it's not something I want to do full-time. I did it pretty much out of necessity. I had a lot of fun, but it's not something... I think that a show benefits from having a guitar player that can move around and a vocalist that can move around and engage the crown bar. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So if you could pick a dream festival to play, what would it be? Walking. Yeah. That's yeah. A, that's a good choice. Why, why that one? Cause that's, that's like, say, like that's, like that's the, the epitome of the fucking, that, that is where, we would fit in so fucking well. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> oh God. And that I mean that that is that that would I guess that would be like the uh Imagine getting to play like right right before like aborted or something like that. Aborted fans would hate us. <laughs> I don't know. I love us, and I love Aborted. Aborted is your favorite band. I, I'm not favorite, but they're and one of my favorites. Obviously, some overlap. Um, I think it'd be awesome to play Warp Tour. Because grow, growing up and getting into did they, music, didn't they end? I thought Warp Tour was done. Well, I mean, I they guess did. in a dream oh, world, where yeah. <laughs> I would play Warped Tour. All right, so another one that is just coming back is um, the Maryland Death Fest. Mm -hmm. Would be a oh, good one to play. Why? Why that one? It's it's huge, and okay. it was like basically there was Maryland Death Fest for a long time. Prior to that was Milwaukee Metal Fest. Mm -hmm. That that, that ended. That's I coming back too. I thought that's what I thought I heard. Yeah, yeah, that was. I mean, Milwaukee Metal Fest was huge for yeah. a year. And that was like the place to play. Yeah. But yeah, I would say, but honestly, you know, we would, I think we would do well over in Europe. So that's why I would, for me in a general hands down safe, you know, I think it's vodka. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Let's play reading, bro. I mean, Bloodstock would be cool too. Yeah. Where is Bloodstock? Is that Norway? Uh, somewhere in Northern Europe. Yeah, I, I always I forget know. where that one is. But yeah, yeah. Bakken would be would be the place to be for mm -hmm. us. Mm -hmm. that, that's um, a good choice. Seventy thousand tons of metal on the cruise ship. <laughs> that would just be fun. They do. They do. I told you they accept unsigned bands. So that yeah. would be just a blast. I just there's a, uh, I think on Metal Injection, uh, or Metal Sucks. After every year's seventy thousand tons of metal, you know, because they have press there. Mm -hmm. So they always post a thread of just all the people that have just passed out 
because you're <laughs> you're pretty much going twenty four seven. Bands are playing twenty four seven, so you're yeah. there not only just drinking, but you're there in the sun. Yeah. So oh, there's just like God. seats where people are. Like, <laughs> just you they, can't see Brian, but he just slumped down. They they they're died. they're just done. People just conk out for however long, and that's just this that's just the whole thread of these photos. It's hilarious. It's gotta be the best sleep of your life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would definitely my be bones. one of those people. Oh yeah, Joe is the the classic. I'm gonna fall asleep in every car ride in between every city. <laughs> <laughs> Smart guy. Yeah. So now it's it's. I think I only have like two at the moment. But now anytime we go on the road, I always end up getting a picture because it's not just like he's napping. He's like head back. <laughs> Mouth open. What are you dreaming about? Yeah. Oh my god! I pretty much sleep on command. <laughs> that's that's good for touring. That yeah. is a great tour feature. Yeah. Build for it again. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We like to end the show with nonsense questions. So I'm going to throw a nonsense question at you. You ready? Yeah. If you suddenly became a giant, what would be the biggest inconvenience? Biggest inconvenience? Do you want each of us to answer? Yeah. <laughs> biggest inconvenience. I feel like it would be showering. So you were a giant, but then have to live in a normal home? Well, I guess that wouldn't make sense. So, you would crush the house. So the hardest thing would be built. <laughs> house or building a giant guitar to play because you didn't want to play guitar i mean i guess i didn't think about that i was thinking like basic human you know i wasn't abilities and things to do <laughs> i <laughs> like, wasn't finding a place to take a shit that doesn't like completely destroy a whole ecosystem <laughs> <laughs> man i don't know that'd be a tough one I guess bathing would be a good one, but I would think I would just, I don't know. I would just roll around in a lake or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> lake Erie. Just yeah. go bathe. Like, I mean, it's lake not exactly Erie. the cleanest lake. No, but like. Cleaner like, than when you started. I, I guess. Would, yes, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I grew up in swimming in Lake Erie, so I would go in the lake, but I'm just saying it's not a place you're going to get clean. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right, I think we've discovered that Joe was just meant to be a giant. He has all the answers. Yeah. He's, Apparently, he's yeah. ready. <laughs> he must he's got have... it all worked out. What about yeah. your car? You're going to build yourself a giant car? Oh shit! You know what was? Yeah, see, I caught him there. He's related, a big car guy. Related to the the bathroom thing, I said, finding a way to wipe your ass. What would what would you do? Poultry. What? <laughs> wipe your ass with. <laughs> Oh. You have to, I guess it depends on how giant we're talking. How um What how about those big are. big leaves that you know those kings get fanned with? <laughs> oh, banana leaves. You gotta you gotta find those. That might work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, or build building it like a huge oh my god, you could just use like a fire hose as a bidet. <laughs> 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 See, Give yourself an enema. For everything. We got this. Love we'll it. Wake up tomorrow. But we're huge. We'll be fine. That's yep. it. Totally. We'll <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. All right. I know. Oh, go ahead. Finding a partner. 
Oh God! Oh yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Another giant bad. person. Like if you're if there's you no other giant anymore, you can't. Who can it's you pretty talk? much. Oh. <laughs> You have to spawn more giants at that point, right? But with who? <laughs> I mean, if you are real, if you're real, if you're a giant and you're real, that must mean other giants are real, the mythical creatures. So you just got to go uh, find them. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. That's a very good question. I really like that. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. <laughs> that's really good. That could be a, a new dating website for giants. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There it is. We'll coin the market. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys so, so much yeah. for your patience yeah, and definitely. hanging in there. This was a blast. Oh, yeah. um, no problem. Hopefully we get out to see you in February. Yeah. We can't wait for the release to yeah. drop. Um, we appreciate it. Guys at our show. Yeah. yeah it'd be great to see you guys. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, thanks for, thanks for having us on the show and, uh, we appreciate it. Yeah, thank you guys so much. Have yeah. a great evening. Yeah, thank you guys. Thanks, guys. You as well. You too. Bye. Have a good night. Thanks. All right, Jenny. Let's close it out. All right. One last song from The Last Rain. This is a cover song. This is Steve Perry Approved. What is the new singer's name? I don't even know his name. I don't either. Uh, but anyways, we are going to listen to Separate Ways. This is a journey cover. Until next time. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Don't be an asshole. And? Never underestimate the difficulties of being a giant. I wouldn't know this myself. I'm just, <laughs> wouldn't, I would never have that problem. <laughs> ever.